Southern. 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 Knowledge. Knowledge Podcast. You damn dirty ape. It is the Southern Knowledge Podcast. Did you miss us? It is your boy Uncle Daddy Luke with Malice Martell. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. You feel me? <laughs> and we are here for a, a more eye-opening experience here, a more humbling experience that we're going to be talking about today. It's just, you know, I don't even think coronavirus is on our mind right now. That's been the main topic for the past two weeks. Two we weeks. have to start with what's going on in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, George Floyd, just to get straight into it. A police officer was seen, recorded with his neck on a black man. Apparently, he had some kind of fake his check knee, or something. knee on a black man's neck. Yeah, he, he kneed on a black man's neck for over eight minutes. Mm-hmm. For two and a half minutes, he was already unresponsive. Out of those eight minutes, he was saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And that was just one shot of one of the videos that, that just blew everything out of proportion. Another video that was shown across the street also showed two other police officers kneeling on the man's knees to where he had no way to get up. He was already handcuffed. And... This is where it all pops off. Minneapolis goes into rioting. They go into protesting. And then they break into a Target. Uh, I think they said apparently the story was that the Target wouldn't allow protesters to come in and get milk. So they can use it for tear gas. Which, let me tell you right now, that doesn't help. <laughs> Actually, anyway, you're just you know running it all throughout your body instead of just on your face. Anyway, uh, the Target would not allow protesters to come in and buy milk anymore. They wouldn't support them. So they said, fuck this shit. Somebody had... <laughs> The right mind somewhere to say, let's burn this bitch down. It all started with a target. They hit a police station. And then the domino effect everywhere across America. Big cities in America are starting to protest. They are starting to riot. They are starting to break into more buildings. Gucci stores, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And with that saying, that's a lot going on right now. But I just want to throw it to you, Malice Martell. And how are you absorbing all what is going on right now? And how do you feel about it? Uncle Luke, with everything going on, you know, there's a lot of layers to this bean dip. It's a, okay, oh, bean okay. dip, okay. you know. There's a lot of layers. This is more than a seven-layer dip, okay? <laughs> if, if if I download an app, Uncle Luke, and every time I like a picture on that app, it sends a message to all of my followers, and it says, this person is liking this person's picture, even though he's in a relationship, right? Okay. And I stayed, I keep the app, I keep the app, but I keep telling everybody this is a glitch, at what point are you going to realize this isn't a glitch in the app? This is a feature. Okay. At what point are people going to realize that the police killing innocent, unarmed Americans, black Americans, we know this, but Americans in total, we're going to take this from a, a, a larger aspect, which this is against predominantly black people. That's why we're talking about this. But at what point are we going to realize that after so many innocent killings and beatings in hostile environments, and we're seeing even with the protests when the white people stand in front of all the other black protesters, the police are less violent and less physical with them, even though there is some white people catching slugs in their mug. But as I was saying, at what point are we going to realize this is no longer a bug in the system? This is a feature. Okay. This is what this system was made for. We know the history of the police force. We know what they've been doing. And it's just it's weird to me because, you know, how some people may critique the system and then that person comes back and they say, well, you're critiquing this system, but you're a part of it. That person may be right, but at a certain point, you do have to look at it and say, at what point are we going to take our right as Americans and say, this government is corrupted, this system is unjust, this system is not fair. This is not the correct system that we can do. We see the flaws in this system. We need to tear it down and build another one. I mean, in every society, that, that is how we got an America, the America we have today. Things get in, people get in power. You know, they rise from the people of poverty. They place them as, hey, this is our hero. That person becomes the leader. And then so often after that, that person becomes corrupt. Things become top-heavy. It becomes an unjust system. The people topple it over. They build a new guy up to be the hero. It's a process that continuously goes on. But at a certain degree, we need to look at this and say, you know what? This ain't right. And this is not working. And we need to look at America like all the other countries are looking at us. Like I, uh, People in other countries look at America like this is its own TV show. 
Right. Every day there's somebody getting killed. They're not respecting whatever's going on with the coronavirus. You go to the club, it's 500 people in the club, not one mask. If coronavirus is real, I mean, we know now, hey, <laughs> everybody done got it now. But I'm that, that that's redundant. That's going on a tangent. To get back on the police and everything that's going on with that, I'm, me personally, Uncle Lou, growing up, I never I never had a good interaction with the police in my life. Okay. In my life. Okay. Not now, even one that was trying to be fake cool with you at school and I've had an interaction with, all that shit. with police officers, black police officers that I cut their hair and you know they they they, they talk job to you. You know they like yeah man you know boss they don't even hey yeah they up in there. I be telling them you ain't gonna tell me what to do. Yeah I'm a black police officer but I'm gonna stand up and when really when you're there you, you're not you're not arguing anything and you're in fact going on and being complicit in it. Okay. I don't trust you. Any police officer, I don't, I don't care what anybody say. I don't trust police. When I'm around police, Uncle Luke, it's like, I, I, I can't, I can't, not on, a, on some nervous, scared type of thing, but I'm not comfortable. I understand the situation, and I understand that there's possible danger here. At any point, something can turn, and it's, at any point, a change of emotion, or a bad look, or anything, or sus- suspicion, or anything that come on that radio, I know this can turn ugly like that. And as we're seeing a lot of times in the media, I mean, we haven't even got past what just happened in Georgia. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the police, it was the DEA, but we, we're seeing these, these people are killing us and they're not getting the same, treated the same way as us. They're sitting at home for months before they finally get brought in and po- finally charged with murder. Right. They're killing people and they're getting their homes protected, you know, and then they're getting charges that they can beat or with the less time possible. When you can sit here and you can say, this is murder. And then the, the, the autopsy want to come out and say, oh, there's some pre-existing conditions that had a factor in this. Did him, did he get him getting his bad, ass beat? And I'm sorry, I'm not even able to speak. But oh, this is really pushing me to that point, bro, where it's like, it, what, what else can you say? At this point now, that not all cops are bad lingo. The my brother is a cop and I love him. and he, It's out the window. Either you with us or against us, Uncle mm-hmm. Luke. I mean, I'm, I feel like us as a people, we're getting to a point where it's like, okay, this shit is just, you can't, because there's no more excuses anymore. At first it was, you know, well, maybe if they, if they listen or maybe if they comply, this wouldn't happen. But then it gets to the point where you're overly complying and you're still being killed. Then it goes to the point where they're seeking you out and killing you until it gets to the point where you're just like, okay, well, at, at this point, if you're not trying to be with us and protecting in, against this, you're an enemy. And and it's no more passes, bro. I, I just cannot do it until I see some changes on a major scale on a major scale not just this one precinct in this small city over here in baltimore i mean over in this county in baltimore where okay yeah we, we there are some bad cops there we switched them all out they're gone and now we're good now mm. you know and, and it's bullshit to me uncle luke at, at a certain point we look at these cops they shooting people they pushing people they calling them you know the women the bitches they throwing them on the ground they slamming them they punch them in the face like men they ganging up on the protesters they pulling people out of their cars they shooting them in the face with rubber bullets i mean at what point if you're here to protect and serve how is that even de-escalating if the people are coming out and saying we're fighting police brutality how do you make them feel even more comfortable by doing more police brutality while they're protesting it i mean i i don't even know what to say uncle luke at a certain point people and and to the people that's like they just want to loot their criminals because a lot of our favorite, well, I don't worship any celebrity or stand any celebrity, but a lot of you guys' favorite celebrities are coming out and they're showing you the true colors. All this time you say, where is such and such speaking? Why they being absolutely silent, you know? And then when these certain people are saying something, they saying bullshit and getting their ass counseled. Remember all of these celebrities. I mean, I'm Desi Banks, we, we see you, bro. You can't come back and apologize the next day and say, I was just speaking from a place of kindness. That pray for your enemy bullshit. They're not doing that in the Bible. They, they, they're not doing that. It's, it's a lot of Old Testament. You, you read them Old Testaments. It ain't a lot of forgiving. It's a lot of we, we doing you how you do us. And your kids' kids is going to get it too. So that bullshit talking about some just pray that the enemy change their heart. What what ch- major change is coming from you praying that this person is going to do this? I, I, I just, Uncle Luke, I don't get it, bro. I mean... You hear your your great grandparents say, you know, just pray and, and just you know things gonna change, baby. And then your grandma say the same thing, and then your parents say the same thing, and they look at you crazy when you're saying you've been saying this uh, as long as I've known y'all, and ain't no change been happening. And we're not about to keep doing this kowtowing, and this bending over this. Oh well, you know we could have did this because no matter how what, what people don't understand, when somebody does not like you, who you are in yourself, in your one, who you are as a person, they don't they hate you, right? There's nothing you can do 
to make them change that opinion. It has to be something that they do themselves or if they even want to. So you doing this, well, if we act this way, and then to the people talking about some, while you're looting and you're stealing, you're just embracing the, the stereotype that they have for us. Bro, they had that stereotype before you stealing and killing yeah, and doing right. that. And people have been doing that since humans been humans. So what are you talking about, man? So finally, people get tired of getting fucked. And they say, you know what, we're going to do the fucking, and we breaking, you, you know, we're breaking your windows to the Dior store, we're robbing the icebox. Yeah, we all got Rollies and APs now, like we with little Baby, like everybody was saying. And, and you're still going at them with these corporations who you know have insurance. Yeah, they tear down the Target, one out of what, 8,000 in America, yeah. if not plus that, that they easily can have insurance on. that. Everything y'all destroyed in that one Target store, they probably already had that in their budget from people stealing for the year. And since people haven't been in the store, that probably was just in the budget they already had, and the insurance company gonna cover the other half. I'm not understanding, bro. Like people want to be bootlickers that bad in a society that don't give a fuck about you, that you keep having this mind state that even if I just, if I just do this, then they'll finally, you know, accept me as a person or finally accept me as a human being. As and we've seen now, this is not gonna happen, Uncle Luke. And I'm sorry to go on that little mini rant, but it's just. You get tired of hearing it, Uncle. I'm 23 years old. I turned 24 in October. Okay. And I'm tired of hearing this shit already. So if you're 50, 60, 70, 80 plus, and, you seen it and you're still life. saying the same rhetoric, I'm going to start looking at you like you're you're the enemy too. Because you have to be. Because there's no way you're not seeing it. Either you're oblivious to what's going on, or you're on the opposition, you're on the other team. At this point, we're, gonna, we're, we're getting to the point, Uncle Luke, where... The enemies and the allies are going to start pointing themselves out. A lot of these people y'all think are seeing in the media or the celebrities and everything like this that's telling you this and telling you that, you're going to see they do not have your best interest at hand. It's almost like Uncle Luke, if everybody, we all waiting inside this you know, new club, right? Okay. You and all your homeboys waiting outside this new club, we know it's going to be at least two hours before we get in this club because they doing some whole shit. Boom, they, okay. they talking about the, well, you know, we ain't wearing no, no hats allowed. Nah, well, your jeans is ripped, no right? They, they give you everything for shit. you to not get in. But then finally, one of your homeboys just so happy to get in, right? They choose him, and they say they're going to get in. He and they're having the time of his life. And why y'all outside, y'all yeah, like, you know what? We about to burn this motherfucker down. We about to go in here and tear the club up. And your homeboy mad at you because now he in the club, and y'all tearing it up. You ruin it for him. That's how a lot of these celebrities feel. They got in the club. They got the money. And the fact that y'all are tearing it down, that's going to hurt them. They're like, what? you're hurting me now. That's why celebrity. What is it? Uh, the lady, the lady that's with uh t with Tiny, right? Talking about what did Gucci store do to you? How many times people have protested Gucci, Uncle Luke, when they had the, the uh, what is it? The scarves with the black with the uh, you know the the car what is it? The caricature caricaturized lips of black people on the scarves, right? Or the coolest monkey in the jungle, right? You're sitting here, and then T.I. come out. I mean, they just keep showing themselves, man. T.I. comes out talking about some, y'all are hurting Wakanda. <laughs> There's no way in hell he said that for real, bro. He, he said, said that, that, Uncle Luke. And I'm just like, really? And then Killer Mike come out with a shirt saying, kill your, kill your owner or kill your master. And he talking about some, y'all need to go home. I mean, your, your, your whole statements are contradicting yourselves. And you're showing us to the people that that's obviously looking. Your incentive is either to push an agenda to you know make more money for yourself, or you just don't care about people anymore. And and, and it is a black issue, Uncle Luke. But you don't. Buy I think this is also going to be a class it. issue. I think it's a, it's going to be yeah. a mixture of a lot of things. That's why it's going to be. We're going to have to see who's an ally and who's not. You know, I can understand how somebody can be like, well, if you're not black, you know, the Black Lives Matters for us. There are some, you know, Latinos or some, you know, other minority ethnicities that will fight for you harder than a lot of the black people you know. Uh, that that understand this is a human right issue. You're you're treating these people like they're less than human. You're shooting them with no repercussion, no consequences. You're killing them in the street in front of cameras. Uncle Luke, you know how, how confident you have to know that what you're doing is justified? If somebody's in front of you with a camera recording you while you're doing it, you look at them and you keep doing it? Yeah. You have to know, I don't care who you show that to, I know I'm good. So these people have this mindset and you just go, and I, I really don't get it, Uncle Luke. I don't get it. And I'm going to be honest and I'm not going to incriminate myself, but I will be protesting. 
And I will be out there with the people. And I think that this is a cause that you should be out there. You know, Uncle Luke, and it was weirder for me for this situation because I know an older man that was really close with the person that was killed. Okay. With Frank, you know, I'm sorry. With George. So, I'm the one that showed this guy the video for the first time of him actually seeing someone, his, someone that, he's older than, you know, him. Yeah, George. Yeah. But he was really close to him, right? This was when it first happened. This was when it first happened. And he found out because his girlfriend had told him that he was killed, but he didn't see the video and he didn't know how. So I just so happened to have the video and I showed it to him. And to see someone who's seen their friend die firsthand on a video as they sit there and they beg for their life, it's a, it's, it's, it breaks your heart, man. Anybody that has any type of empathy or sympathy can see their situation and say, this is a horrible situation. And you don't wish it on anyone. To see somebody sit there and see their friend die from suffocation for eight minutes. Like, you know, these things, this is serious, man. Like, I know a lot of times we may get caught up in a lot of stuff or we may be like, well, you know, is it this? Is it that? Or, you know, we're out in the riots. Is it, it's undercover cops. They're doing this. They're doing that. But the main motive at hand cannot be forgotten. There's too many of these cir these circumstances or these incidents where people are being innocently killed and there's being no consequences, Uncle Lou. There's no consequences. So how do I jump in here? I, I really don't know what to say, man. It's just how do you... The rioting, the protesting, the looting, the all that. Let's just put that in the box for now. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? What is the first steps? It, because I have not seen anybody come to the forefront and say, these are a set of laws. This is how we change this. This is... Because if we're doing all this for the same people who are in power to end up changing the law and change it themselves to flip it however they want to, then that's not solving anything at all. So I really, 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 truly want to know what is the solution for police brutality what is the solution for to make sure that we as black people can still be out in public and not fear for our lives when someone in a blue badge or whatever whatever uniform a blue uniform with a badge comes up to us and asks us a question and they're legally allowed to do whatever they want to us is that a question or are you saying that for yourself I'm, I'm asking that for myself and I'm asking okay, that to okay. you what is the first thing what is the actual change that needs to come from this is this just eliminating police at, at completely do we go to a black panther system do we go to uh, every free man for themselves because it's obviously not working it's not working for like, everybody I can, just, I can just give you a step by step process if I'm in charge and what I say goes and what can happen and go from there we start off on a smaller level the person who, the officer that killed this man gets put in jail for life. Okay? okay? Start there. Then we go for the next level for the police system, and we try to get out as many as the, quote-unquote, bad apples as we can. But, complete but purgatory exactly. of all corrupt police. And okay. then we set a new standard for the police. We set a higher standard for who can be police. We don't have this military-style mindset. We have a mindset of protecting and serving instead of protecting the assets of the rich, okay? And then we go up to the levels and we start going into the government officials. We start weeding out who's actually trying to get results and who's here to try to get rich or get off sexually or get off however they want to do. Who's really here for the people and who's not? And we start from there and we completely build up from there. Pur purging all of the impurities of our government, of the people that are corrupt, of the people that don't have the best interests of the people, of the people that are only trying to line their pockets, of the people with ulterior motives, we move up that way, getting rid of all of them. I don't care if we're Republican, Democratic, or whatever. Okay. And then we go to a system where we can say, okay, we can get the best out of this and how we can do this. We can look at other countries, how they run their governments, and base a better, maybe a hybrid government out of all those and go from there. Okay? But right now... This system that we have now... It's not democracy. It's not a democracy at all. Is, and it is extremely corrupted to its core, Uncle Luke. We know... I mean, the common, the average person knows how corrupt politicians are. 
it might not they may not understand how their favorite politician is corrupt but they know how all the other ones are corrupt okay we know about the hillary clinton emails i know they was glossed over you know she dropped out of the race and everything like that she lost and everything like that but if you do deep detail into a lot of those emails and it's not even on a conspiracy theory about the thirty-five, you know, sixty-five thousand dollars in hot dogs. We're not even talking about that. Just the shit that they blatantly say, and a lot of these emails or the information, yeah, that anonymous put out about Trump. If you think that it's happening on one end of the spectrum, the blue or the, you know, the Democratic system, and you don't think it's happening on the opposite end of the spectrum, this, you know, it is a small spectrum. Don't think they're too far apart. Right. They're pretty close to each other. Why saying they're left and right? But if you don't think it's happening on both ends, you're deluding yourself. They all have dirt on each other. And they they all know they think they're better than you they don't care about you they got the money they think you're less than them and a lot of their religions they say they are the chosen people you're less than them you know they they what i don't get how people don't understand and i get it may be far-fetching because we're taught our whole life to have these people in a certain regard that they have our best interests at hand but how many incidences do we have to see to see that even the people in charge of this country do not have our best interests at hand and that went out the door a long time ago i mean does it start too because the president of the united states is the forefront of the police that's his job that's literally what the uh, executive the whatever all that bullshit is he is literally the head of the police so do we take that power from him because when the looting starts, the shooting starts? How do you say that as the president and you're just keen with it and okay with it to put that out on Twitter? How do you put out that rhetoric and it's just you're at the forefront of all these people that are out there who are barricading these people who are actually trying to protest and you say something like that. Do we take that power from him? Do we? I just don't know, man. I would have to sit down with somebody. And we'd have to put pen to paper about new laws and push it into Congress, man. Because we there has to be some kind of change somewhere because the people at the top, like we said before, are evil. And if we just let more evil come up with new rules that we think are okay or is just changing the system, that's not solving anything to begin with. So, George Chauvin should definitely be... Derek, I think his name is Derek. Jo De oh, yeah, I said Joe Chauvin. I'm so sorry. Come on, Google. Derek You're so riled up with Santa Rona. It's Derek Chauvin, third degree murder, and manslaughter. Are we serious? And, Uncle, and they Uncle said Luke. they were expedited that. What? Uncle Luke, man, you know, how did we get here, though? Like, that, that's what I always think about all the time, man. You know, we watch these shows about time machines. I really want a time machine to figure some shit out. I really want to know who did the backdoor deals to get people to agree to be in this position we're in now where we're totally controlled for everything. That we don't even have the, the, the decency to not be killed in the streets and to understand that when they're killing us, that we need to fight back as a people to say, you know what, this will not happen. And I think it's, it's, it was a perfect storm, Uncle Luke, with everybody being hunched up, you know, you know hung up in the house, you know, not being able to leave. No sport, so that you, you can't distract yourself with anything like that. All of this stuff is going on. And then everybody being able to see this man be killed. And I think that's another, a main thing. You know, we talk about social media and everything in it and how it's, you know, made people lazy or made people depressed and everything like that. Social media, they can't control it. it. I mean, that's why even Trump coming out talking about Twitter and them trying to suppress this, suppress that. TikTok blocking. It's Black so Lives much Matter. data. It's so much. I don't even think they can fully control it, right. Uncle Luke. And that's why it's so scary because the truth can find cracks and ways to get out because they can't stop everything. They can stop a lot of it, but they can't stop everything. And that in itself is why I think it's a major factor. But with everything going on, you know, Uncle Luke, with the things Trump's are, Trump is saying, with what the opposite people are saying, people looting and doing everything like that, I think this is going to have a major impact going forward. And I think we're going to see something in our lifetime. And I don't want to be, you know, in this in this mindset to just feel like we're oh so special to have so much hubris or something like that, you know. But I do feel like something major major good or bad indifferent i don't know is going to happen in our lifetime and i think we're going to see some things change on a major scale on a major scale and i personally hope i see the revolution of what you know to where people where the people are more heard and you know i'm not calling for any violence against anybody against the police 
or anything like that. And I'm not inciting a riot or anything like that. But I will say when people feel they are unheard, they will fight at a certain when it gets to a certain point to be heard. It's American history. We know that. And, you, you know, you're not saying a far stretch to say that, when Americans yeah. feel a certain type of way about something. They're going to fight for it. Right. And, and it's. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's weird to see where we're going to go from it, but I do think this was a perfect scenario for everything to go on, Uncle Luke. So, moving forward, I mean, I mean, do we even want to move forward right now, honestly? I mean, I think everything that everybody is doing in, throughout America is just the right thing to be doing. I mean, I can sit down and talk about it. You can say how you do things differently and blah, blah, blah. And Because me, honestly, I haven't been out there. I live in Houston myself. I haven't been out there, but I feel as though it's the right thing to do. And like you said, I think it's time for us to get out there ourselves and just have our voices be heard as well. So just shouts out to everybody throughout uh, throughout America who's, you know, standing up for this cause. And, man, it's just a lot of powerful videos just out right now of every spectrum, man. Just seeing how the police really work, just seeing how people can come together, how it can be peaceful, but then... Other countries are supporting us, like right. Hong Kong and things like that. For sure. Uncle Luke, you know, we've seen a lot of people protesting in videos in other cities before we decide we're going to do anything, you know, something like that. And people were wearing masks, but a lot of people were not wearing masks. And we're seeing a lot of, you know, reports coming out right now, which could be propaganda to get people to go back in the house. But they're talking about how there's going to be a coronavirus boom and everything like that. And I want to say this, Uncle Luke, I feel like... A lot of Americans we don't care. are past COVID-19. Yeah, we don't give a fuck anymore. They, they do not. They, they don't care. Yeah. And I do think it's a major part of the government. I do think if they still felt it was serious, but I feel like a lot of officials, I mean, us in Texas, we've been almost damn near all the way open, like 100%, yeah, right. two, three weeks now. I mean, if you're going to let your clubs back open and they have to wear a fucking mask to you know, me. We're, we're back. So yeah, that's... people aren't caring about the coronavirus, and we're going to see how real it really is is if it really is as real as they say are because if it is that's a great point a lot of people would get sick now because a large portion of people was not wearing masks i mean even the cdc has been shooting themselves in the own foot because they came out and said that masks you know the regular ones that we wear not the n95s or whatever they're called they're only two percent effective against actually contracting viruses and contracting illnesses they come out and say that they don't know if the uh, 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 virus lives on surface. It does not. They said they don't know. They said it does not live on surfaces as long as they thought it. They assumed it to be anymore. It's not as, you know, it's just every information about coronavirus that we knew to begin with at first does not add up at the end of the day. Any now, of course, you know more about it and you learn more about it. And of course, but. I mean, huh? Luke, I, I think I'm convincing myself that at first I said it's not as serious as we made it out to be. But it really You is. get on my ass. Mm-hmm. You want to take those statements back. But then the CDC just keeps coming out and saying, oh, it's not as uh, uh, transferable as we thought it was. Blah, 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 blah. The, so, kid, the death percentage is not. Uncle Luke, you know. People who already had the virus already come out of it, so it's already like 1.7%. I want to give a, you know, every time I get behind this mic, Uncle Luke, I know we don't talk that much about our personal lives, but I do want to tell a personal anecdote about myself and something that I went through where I say, you know what, I have to stand on something and, you know, whatever comes from this, it comes from this. Everyone knows this that's been on this show. I was working at a job where I was doing automotive photography. I take pictures of vehicles. If you don't know, while I was in school to get my barbering, you know, and I am done with school if you guys want to clap for me, you know. Uh, but anyways, um and in my job, you know, I go to different car dealerships and I take pictures of the cars and everything like that, interact with the management, talk to the sales representatives and things like that. This one car dealership that I was working at, they actually had a couple of their employees actually have you know come out positive with COVID-19 at the dealership and the people at the dealership was really trying to suppress everything that was going on they didn't really want that many employees to know they didn't want people to know who had it you know who were the people they sent home they were being very selective with who they sent home they was lying to their employees saying you know hey look we're going to fumigate this weekend and once we fumigate everything is going to be good not thinking about the people, yeah, you fumigate, but you're not sending all the people that could possibly have came in contact with that home. And my company were telling me, you know, hey, it's all good. You can go back. We have ventilators, hand sanitizer, gloves, and everything like that. And I read that sentence, and I told, and I said to myself, 
how dumb do they think I am? <laughs> you know, how stupid do you think I am? And I said, you obviously don't care if I get coronavirus. You just want to make sure that I'm still working if I do. And at that point, I told myself, I have to stand on something. You know, I have to take this situation. The situation is presented in front of me right now where either I can be a worker for the rest of my life or I can be a boss and start making moves to be a boss. And I looked at that situation and I said, if I just say, okay, and go back to work knowing this is an unsafe environment just because they said so, I'm setting myself up to be a worker for the rest of my life. And it may sound weird, but that's just the mindset that I was having right then because I was like, I would be putting my safety at risk for the benefit of a corporation that hasn't showed me a lick of that gets me gratitude. Right. You know, hasn't shown me any, you know, hasn't offered me a raise. Saying I'm an essential worker working through the pandemic didn't give me a raise, didn't offer me a raise, didn't offer me a bonus, didn't offer me anything. Didn't offer me anything, you know, but to risk myself and gave me a $20, you know, $20 voucher. If I spend $20 on gloves and masks, they'll give me my $20 back. <laughs> That's what they told me. That's that's what I had, Uncle Luke. And I sat there and I thought about this and I said, you know, I don't know that much about, I don't want to say I don't know that much about coronavirus. I don't know how serious to take coronavirus for myself because I know it can affect other people and I know this is major, but I do feel like it was a major hype job as well okay. mixed in. Okay. But I told myself, even if there is a slight possibility that this is the real deal, you know, what do I value myself or how much, how do I value myself if I allow them to do this to me? Right. And I think that that, that, that made me come to a realization, Uncle Luke. And I, and I ultimately decided, you know, know what? No, I'm not going in there. I'm going to start building my own success and having faith in what myself and betting on me. But that really made me think more on a larger scale I mean, with all this stuff just going on, you know, with the riots or whether the, you know, U.S. coming out talking about the UFOs and everything like that, which I do think there are aliens and multiple dimensions. I think it's way more than we really can comprehend now. That's what I'm on. But it just made me come to the realization, like, a lot of this shit really don't matter. Not in the instance, like, on a I don't care about what's going on, do as thou wilt, you know, just do what I want to do. You know, fuck everybody else. But I do think a lot of this shit, bro, don't matter. And I really looked at that job and I said, this fuck-ass job ain't, I'm, I'm bigger than this job. Right. And I do think a lot of times we forget, like, we're, we're bigger than what the situations we're in, man. And I know that's random and it just came out of nowhere, but I really just thought about that because I was like, we forget how great we can be as individuals. And I know in America we are more so an individual society compared to maybe Japan. That's more so like a group. Like we think about everyone first before me. But in America, I mean, we, we do need to come to the realization, even though a lot of times we're under so much oppression that we are and can be great. And don't let a lot of the circumstances like what's going on right now, even with the protests, we can get through this if we continue to fight and we we know we, we believe in what we who we are, what we can be and what we can do. And I think that just ties us all stuff together with all this coronavirus coming going on. I know it's been a lot of bad, but if sometimes you can, you know, be optimistic and look at a lot of the bad and try to see some good, I do think as a society, as people, we're gonna grow past this. Even the people that we think, you know, less of in a sense or the people that are, you know, no, have no moral value to other humans. You know, they just look at other humans as scum or whatever like that. A lot of people are going to grow after this situation. And I think that what the average person sees is, is going to change a lot. You know, I do think this coronavirus thing, man, you know, it's, and I know that's just a, you know, come on, a rudimentary, basic, you know, you know, thing to say, yeah, this is going to be major, the thing that shut down every major sports league and everything like that. But I do think this is going to be major, and I don't think the coronavirus, you know, pandemic in the sense that everybody's being scared about it, that may be slowing down, but I do think we're going into another phase where it's like, and I'm not saying it's going to be bad. In you the think sense, the actual I do think, phase two will happen that they were saying that will end up happening, Everybody is going to be even worse than phase When I say another phase, I don't mean, well, I do think coronavirus is going to be here to stay, and it may come back even harder later this year. Okay. But when I say another phase, I mean another major thing going on that we cannot ignore. Okay. Coronavirus came to us, and it made every person pay attention to it. Nobody could ignore the coronavirus because everybody felt it, not even just monetary-wise. On your on everything that you go through on a day-to-day -day basis, you Changed. felt coronavirus change. 
you felt it. So I feel like something else is going to come up where, you know, we can't just look past it again. We're going to be in a situation where a lot of things, things are going to happen and we're going to have to face them as a whole, as a whole. And I do think that's where we're going to go with it, Uncle Luke. And I don't know how, you know, you know, kind of, you know, weird that may sound, but I do think, you know, that that's what's on my mind. I think that's a great place to put a period on coronavirus for now. I, I really don't want to talk about it again until more information comes out about it. Uh, people were saying that over 100,000 Americans have lost their lives to it already. And, you know, I can keep saying my heart goes out to them, but I won't be able to truly understand how it feels to have lost a lost one through this pandemic and what it feels to be like that way. And what I was saying earlier, I wasn't trying to downplay it or anything like that, but it's just if they're coming out with more information about it and saying it's not this, it's not that, we thought it was this, and it's not this anymore, then how am I supposed to feel about it, especially as American as a whole, as people who don't have as much information as me and have heard what I've heard. So what you're saying, people out there protesting without masks, uh, it might bring up another surge of it. It's going to have another phase, just of a different phase of the whole life in and of, of itself. I think, like, I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, it's going to be a new normal. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a commercial say yeah. that before, that mm-hmm. there, uh, new normal and all this. I should have patented that, honestly, because this new normal <laughs> is just going to be different. I mean, when some people get sick, I mean, it's been like that in other cultures. Like I think I brought up before in Asian countries, when somebody's just sick, regardless before coronavirus, blah, 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 they would wear a mask in public. So with that in America, we didn't really uh, exercise that. We'll probably be doing that more. So now going to the future, just everything about social distancing they try to bring up, we'll probably also be trying to, in this new normal that we'll have, Everything is going to completely change. I mean, this. do you think the riots the, uh, with the killing of George Floyd, because that's what it was. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's not third-degree murder. It was a manslaughter. It was a killing. It should be a first-degree murder. He should get 25-plus years, if not life. Is it, the cam- is it the straw that broke the camel's back in a lot of people's eyes, or do you think it's just something else that, that could be happening soon? Recently, I feel as though something else might be happening to me, but do you think this is it? This is the final push towards a new America that we are going to hope for, hopefully want to see before our lifetime. Well, Uncle Luke, I think it could be the straw that broke the camel's back just due to all the things that led up to what's going on right now and why people are at their fed up point. But I do think it's going to be a lot of people that's going to get try to get past this and forget about it. Just like they do about mm-hmm. everything else. They just they not they're oblivious to what's going on. They don't care. They're in their bubble. They you know they keep going past it and like I said earlier, there's going to be something that they cannot ignore. We're moving to the point where you're going to have to see this in the forefront. You can't ignore the revolution because you're going to be with your head cut off if you do. I do think, and, and that's just you know figuratively saying, not saying people are about to physically have their heads cut off, but I mean it's going to be something that you cannot ignore. It's going to be something that is in your face. You can't look left. You can't look right. It's real. I, it's just something, you know when your, your grandma used to say she's feeling in her bones or when my left knee start itching, that means it's going to rain. Right. This is something, Uncle Luke, that I'm feeling, man, like, it's, it's just, I don't know what it means. I don't know if people just about to start going crazy. I, I'm a proponent of getting strapped, you know? Not saying that's where I want to go, but people are much nicer when they know other people got guns. Yeah. You ain't the only one with a gun. <laughs> when you're the only one with a gun, you you, drag, yeah, you, know, you, you feel like you, a Goku. Nuts where, hanging, yeah. You Goku around a lot of Krillins, you know? <laughs> but when you know everybody got a strap, you're going to be a little more respectful, you know? And so I think people need to get strapped because... I think some shit gonna get crazy, bruh. And I mean, if people do protest, right? Like, let's say the opposite of what happened when OJ was on trial, when everybody was protesting and everything like that, and if he was found guilty, people were gonna go riot and stuff like that. Or with Rodney King. I think this is gonna be a situation where if that officer gets off light, people are gonna go nuts. Like, people gonna go crazy, bro. And like I said, they expedited the uh, processing of charging him just so because they thought that would end all the riots and that would put a, a stop to it. But third degree, I mean, I'm going to keep saying that, bro. Third degree murder and manslaughter. Do you understand? Third degree murder is five to ten years and manslaughter is also another five to ten years. Okay. So you're saying he could possibly get off with less than ten years uh, out in prison in less than five years. Huh? So Uncle Luke, 
do you think what do you think about the black people that that see everything that's going on here and that may look at it and say this is too going this is too much of a far gone conclusion the only way that this you know system is going to change is if it's completely rebuilt from the bottom up and so i'm going to take my family and i'm just going to go to another country you know how do you feel about people that may more so have that mindset of you know what we're just going to leave whereas the people that have the mindset like no my a lot of my family even though we're african americans multiple generations of my family have been excuse me here in the americas you know how do which perspective do you have and how do you feel about the people that feel like you know what we should just jump ship and go somewhere else i mean you've expressed that that is one million percent what you're more than likely going to do when you put yourself in a better position mm. to be able to do that uh-huh. yeah okay, huh? i don't know about that man it's a possibility i might just stay in this hell home man Really? Okay. But like, more, I don't want to interrupt you. More, you. more money for entertainment side of things, or is it just Hell like... No, man. It's just, you know, a lot of my family has been here. Okay. And I, I almost feel like if I up and leave, it's almost like... Like they want... If, it's like if you go into a party and a nigga you don't fuck with in the party and you just leave, that nigga gonna be like, huh, I made this bitch ass leave the party. Like, no, I, my family been here. I've been here. You're not gonna make me leave. <laughs> I make you leave first, then I leave if okay, I want to. Okay, I You know, but continue. That. I don't think you have to change where you at. You don't let what's around you change. So I think it's us pushing forward new lawmakers. It's us getting the old guard out of there, the lawmakers and the people in Senate and getting them out and putting whole new fresh faces in. I mean, it's about time for the motherfuckers to get out anyway because it's what been past two generations. It's going to be the next generation uh, after Gen Z. So I think... Our millennial aspects will be the next ones to start being in office around 30 or 35-year-olds, obviously, with the new president or whatever. Uh, you have to be 35, so I think our millennial age is finna start being in that range to where we are finna start pushing it. But, I mean, we need to push them out the door to where they need to get out and we set the rules for ourselves. So. Well, speaking of pushing motherfuckers out of the door, in spite of man sounding kind of ageist, I want to say to a lot of you old niggas and women... Out here talking about this, you know, back in my day, we would have did this. Y'all just want to be on y'all phones. Y'all not really talking about fighting for the revolution or y'all need to understand this, that, and the third. If you're not about making change, it's fuck you. Really. At, at this point, too many people are dying for, for this. Like, I know it's kind of re- going back to what I initially said, but I want to I wanna state that I'm adamantly behind this. You know, people always say respect your elders, which I do agree. But just because you old, nigga, don't mean you get respect. Okay. You got to be a respectable person to get respect from me. And if you're on the same rhetoric, this vote bullshit, bro. <laughs> like, to me personally, I'm, I'm past Something more needs to be done than voting. Like, at, at this point, bro. And, yeah, when I say that, when I mean get people out of office who are... I don't mean just voting for the new... No, I mean we need to be writing... Getting everybody out, just everybody out, start over. But then, Uncle Luke, you know, people then come back with the rhetoric and they say, you know, you need to vote more so locally, which I do understand. But at the same time, you think just because motherfuckers local, they aren't corrupt as well, right. or feeding you bullshit as well, or getting funded as well. I mean, Sylvester Turner been talking about people. fucking fixing all the potholes in Houston for ten years now, and on, you know, I mean, bro, still. a lot of these niggas that you think that we put in place are, are pawns, right? And they're just feeding you the same rhetoric that the person above them told them. It's just like when you're at the job and you know some bullshit going on and your manager tell you some bullshit and you know it's bullshit, bullshit. but he just feeding you the same shit that the person above him fed him. It's the same shit, bro. I mean, it's figureheads, bro. It's the same shit. I don't get why we... we, we, I I just don't get it, man. And I want for for my people, bro, like all the people of like-minded individuals like me that do see something wrong with this, that do feel like it's time to fight for something, that do feel like, you know what, fuck all this bullshit, you know, it, it, that's part of that. I don't care about no job because right now what I'm fighting for is bigger than this. For the people that's looking at it and seeing how this inflation and shit going to go up, you don't think prices going to go up after coronavirus over or you think it's going to go down? Mm. Nobody wages going up. I promise you nobody making more money after this. But everything going to go up, it's, it's been continually going up. It's been continually getting worse. But as we said earlier, this ain't a bug. This is a feature. This is what they want to happen. They want the margin to, to continue growing. They don't want a middle class. They do want it to be either haves or have-nots. If you're not in our club and you don't have money, we're going to treat you like the pawn that you are because you really weren't born to be in this position anyway. It's your bloodline. What a lot of motherfuckers think. But I'm just saying, bro, like... 
you get fed up, man. And I, I only been here 23 years, bro. Probably woke, quote unquote, woke way less than that. And I'm already tired of the bullshit. So if you're not out there for real, and I do understand, please believe me, I understand when you niggas get old and the money not right and your body not working the same and you're not as adamant as you was for change as you was before because now you just want to live comfortably. I understand you fuck niggas that want to live like that. Right. But me personally, I want to keep fighting until I just cannot move anymore because it's bullshit and I'm not going to let you treat me like I'm incompetent and I don't understand that this is bullshit. Like you're pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining when I can see that everything is fucked up. When I can see from all these different levels that everything is fucked up in the media, we're looking at the media spin everything. We look, we're seeing firsthand from people out in the protests, videotaping things that's going on. The media putting out certain information, like the lady in the wheelchair that was stabbing people, that they're saying, "Hey, this lady was protecting people," or the man that pulled out the crossbow to born arrow, like he got damn the green hornet, a green arrow, and he, him getting his ass beat, and then him saying it was two black men that beat his ass. Or the police, like, we're seeing firsthand the media spin all of this shit. Or the motherfucker that they said in Dallas, he was protecting his store and they jumped him when really he was trying to stab motherfuckers. It wasn't his store and they beat his ass. But the media is spinning this and then we go back a week later and we're looking for the media to tell us what's going on. You know, there's the people that, you know, the real media win the Pulitzer Prizes and shit like that. The, the real journalists that's being suicided and killed when they put out this real information and shit that's going on. They're not the ones working for Fox News. They're not, bro. So we have to understand the media is going to spin this to the way that the major companies and the major corporations want. We know who run Bloomberg News. We know that um, motherfucking like Jeff Bezos owns news corporations. We know this. It's not hidden knowledge. So you think you telling me, Uncle Luke, if I own the Houston Chronicle, right? And, I, and some local uh, restaurants say every time I come in there, I shit on the table, I don't pay my bill, I walk out, I take the food, and I do whatever. But I control the media publications. You think I'm going to post that? You think I'm going to let them do that? We understand that these corporations are corrupted. And and we only go, I feel like we only go skin deep with it. We only go that 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 epidermis, we only go that thin layer to seeing how deep the corruption goes. And we see that and we're like, oh, yeah, this is corrupt. And yep, we, we can just vote it and they'll do it right. No, bruh. It's not how the shit works. The shit is deep-rooted, Uncle Luke. And I feel like this podcast, Uncle Luke, has to be, you know, this this is the revolutionary or the fighting podcast because we're, we're tired of this bullshit. And I want to see some justice, one, for, for, you know, George Floyd. And I want to see justice for all the Americans going forward. And there's no more of these innocent people being beaten and, you know, tased and shot and, and, and all of these things that's going on. And then when the media want to put out, they do want to whistleblow and go against it. They're, they're sued almost to their, you know, bankrupt or they're killed or they're never heard from again or they're swallowed by the media and you never hear anything from it again. We're in a day and age where all information you want, you can get. You can get. And yeah, there is a lot of stuff being censored. You know, even Trump came out and said they even know, you know, he just don't want to be corrected. But on uh, Twitter, yeah, he's trying to get come that on, shit shut man. down. Come on, man. Come on, Uncle Luke. You know, it's... So do you feel like a figure like Don Lemon, I, I just go straight to him because he's probably the one, maybe him and Trevor Noah are probably the biggest anti-putting out just what the news wants them to put out. But I mean, they are still on Comedy Central. They are still on the CNN platforms. Are those still people that we can listen to? Listen to? Is there some green light somewhere? Is it just get everybody out of where they're at to begin with? Do we just start over? Do we all just go to podcasting? Because people who watch TV now are not millennials anymore. They've already ran tests on it. It's all boomers that still watch TV. It's nobody under the age of 30 that watches TV like that anymore. If they do, it's because they live with their grandparents and they're watching TV like my nephew. How do we change this? How, how do we change? Is it just... Kicking all media outlets out the door and just starting over. I think that's just, I think that's To weird. answer your initial question, when you brought up like a Don Lemon, Uncle Luke, there's controlled opposition. Exactly. There's no left and right. It's only one, it's only one person with two arms and a puppet. You look at the left, you look at the right, you say this, you love this, you love the left, you hate, the, you know, right. You, you go so deep into these concepts that you end up being a contradiction or the exact opposite, but you're both negative of what you're portraying. You know, you become the opposite of that, but in a negative way. And to, to answer your question, Uncle Luke, 
You know when a new oh, we manager want the people need, huh? I, I say this like when a new a new manager comes into it, and I know I'm giving a lot of anecdotes, a lot of comparisons, but when a new Shane manager Sarko, comes baby. into a company, he wants to make his imprint. You know, he wants to fire that guy, or he's like, well, this guy isn't necessary, and I I know how I can switch all of this up. You know, everybody when you're the new guy, you think you know how to be the president, or you think you know how to do this, and I'm not saying the shit is easy. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying that, but. You have to weed out. I mean, even Uncle Luke, we don't even have to get into the deep people. There's people that are in the media that we know are biased. We know are paid. I mean, you know, people do love Cuomo in New York, but how come every time this nigga on the news, he me an interview by his brother? Like, y'all don't have no, nobody has a problem with that. Mm. Like, there's no bias with that. His brother is going to ask him the hard questions that they need to hear. You know, it's, it's, it's bullshit on every level from both sides to me. And all I want to do is clean house, clean out. And I, it's, I sound like I'm running for office or some shit right now. But I just want Americans, you know, in this country we to clean house, sort out who the fuck going to be here. and who I mean, who's going to be real, who's not. And if we can't determine between the two, get rid of all of them. Because the majority of them are complicit in what's going on. And if you're not complicit, well, you are complicit. If you're not doing it yourself you know what's going on and you're not letting people know and you're not doing anything against it which means you're just letting it do it so you're being pro it so if we have to all of y'all can get out of there and we can just start all brand new really really i I mean i'm tired of it bro i mean shit get brushed over what about the representatives that knew that the coronavirus was going to be what it was and sold a lot of their shares and stock we don't even talk about that shit no more no charges like there's people talking about it Maybe in a small group, but the major media ain't, ain't talking about it no more. And how the stocks are rallying right now when the economy is steadily declining. Like, who's putting this money into the stock market to begin with anyway to inflate it? Ain't no economy when we all dead, Uncle Luke. True enough, man. True enough. Is there anything that you just want to put the period on for? We've almost been at it for an hour for this conversation. It's more plenty to come for sure uh, about SpaceX, Doja Cat maybe. <laughs> but how do you just want to end off this for now? people or you know anybody that's listening to this podcast you know injustice or you know when something is wrong and you know when people are being treated wrong and i just ask people when you see somebody you know doing injustice or treating people wrong or when you know something is wrong speak against it and be against it simple simple when you see something going on and you know you wouldn't want to be in that position that that person's being put in speak on it or do something about it you know, it is appreciative to record the police. So that's how we get the, you know, that's how we have a definite, you know, way of knowing what happened. But while half the people is recording what's going on, the other half need to be making sure this he, he don't die. The other half need to be like trying to break this up. Like you're not about to kill this man in front of us. It's it's not about to happen. And I don't care if the person black, white, brown, green, purple, red, orange, yellow. It don't matter what race, ethnicity demographic what this person is if this person is being innocently you know harmed speak out about it and do something about it that's all i want that's all i want that's all i want and that's how i think we move forward from it i just want we keep saying change change this change that but until it actually truly happens we have to keep speaking about it because if we don't speak about it then it gets put in the back burner we forget about it until the next time somebody is victimized and this happens all over again, and then we start over when we're having a good pace right now, I think. So that's just what I want. I want us to have change. I want us to actually have something together to be able to move forward with this and and go with the avalanche, the uh, the rolling ball down the hill of the avalanche, and, you know, the, snow, the snowball that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't want it to get to the bottom of the mountain yet. I want it to keep going. So with that, George Floyd, you know, Man, that shit just is horrible, bro. That's horrible. I think, not 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 to compare pain, man, but I think that's just one of the. That's just well, that's Uncle Lou. Let's bro. since we're in it, you know, talking about black people being unjust, you know, being harmed and being put in situations where they're being critiqued or looked at in a certain light. I know this may be a little behind. It may have happened last week, but I feel like the concept of this in itself 
is major. And we kind of said it earlier with Doja Cat. I mean, by now, a lot of people should know what was going on. She was in racist forums. She was saying, talk, making songs about didn't do nothing, you know, derogatory terms said by David Duke of the KKK about black people. You know, they didn't do nothing. Uh, she's saying how much she hate this. She don't, she don't care because she's light-skinned and thick. That's all that matter. And, I mean, this is major what a lot of the people in the entertainment industry, they get to a point where in the world, it's, it's colorism when you're like, you know, when you're lighter skin, you love yourself, but you ain't white. So you, you hate yourself while you, you know, you appreciate that you're light skin or you may have light colored eyes or you pass the brown paper bag test, but you're still not white. And it goes into what we were saying earlier. That doesn't mean you're going to be accepted into the white society or by the people that love themselves. So while you're making a fool out of yourself, you know, you're showing these niggas your feet, y'all making do and do nothing jokes, y'all making jokes to black people, you're saying how much you hate black people while you're in black culture or black media. While you're profiting off of it. And profiting off of it. It's, it's sad, Uncle Luke. And you know, I, I mean, I understand, you know, when <laughs> you have an estranged parent or something like that and you may, you don't understand that side of your family or you may hate all the characteristics of that person or whatever reminds you of that parent that wasn't there, you start to hate it and hate yourself because you remind yourself of them or how some parents may treat their children a certain type of way because they remind them of that other parent that was not there. But after a certain point, that excuse is null and void. Right. It's only a certain point where you can still blame what you're doing now on your parents. I'm, I'm sorry. After a certain amount of time, you're complicit in what you're doing. It's, it's, your parents had an effect, but there's a lot of things that happened to you that you did not control and you were able to get past it. And I'm not saying that we should just overlook any kind of trauma that happens from parents. And I'm not even saying you should forgive your parents. But as being a better person for yourself, there's a certain point where you cannot keep blaming everything that you're doing or that you're going through on what your parents did. And I think it's bullshit, man. And it makes you think, I mean, council culture, as Elon Musk came out recently, recently saying, you know, council, council culture and everything like that. I kind of look at it sideways and kind of stupid because it's like, who's really been successfully canceled? I mean, yeah, Harvey Weinstein, you know, he got put in jail. Or R. Kelly, you know, he got put in jail. Bill Cosby. That you can't say that was a factor into it. But I don't think that was more so the Me Too movement. Council about culture say, in yeah, itself. Right. I haven't really seen anybody. I mean, even we've seen Kanye West has become a billionaire and he was canceled. I mean, all of these people we're seeing be quote unquote canceled. They still thriving. So I think Doja Cat, I mean, in herself, me personally, her album was cool, but she gives me a vibe like her music is a lot of sounding like someone else. She doesn't have an original sound for herself, so I don't know how long of a career she is going to have in music. Um, I will not support her just from the basic fact of I just don't fuck with anything she said or her vibe or anything I get from her. Right. So... But it, but it's sad, Uncle Luke. You know, you think we, we continue to progress as people, which I do think we have, but you still have this mindset of a lot of people that just feel like, you know, they don't like... I, I just don't get it. Like, the, the anti-dark skin. Like, I don't get how we're still here and it's still thriving so predominantly as we're seeing that white people... or I mean, I don't even want to just say white people, the dominant society, and which is a proportionately large amount of white people, let's be honest, that are racist. They don't care if you're mixed, or they don't care what you, you know, oh, well, I I, I uh, idolize X, Y, Z, you know, I I do think I... you know, They don't care about that shit, bro. Mm -hmm. A lot of who you are in yourself is what they despise. And so the bullshit that Doja Cat is trying to do when you're on an all-white damn group chat forum and you're, you're saying it didn't do nothing jokes or you're talking about black people or you're talking derogatory to black people. I think you're just losing a lot of integrity for yourself. And I do think everything that's done in the dark will come to light, personally. Uh, like you said, I think the first thing I want to bring up is the cancel culture. I don't know if she will completely just, her career is going to fall off the map and she's not going to be the same anymore or... But I honestly do think she should get dropped off her label. Whoever she signed to, I think it's locked off to where nobody can put in any information or input on it whatsoever. You just kind of already lost all sorts of uh, uh, plausibility for me that this couldn't yeah. have happened. I mean, there's videos of her saying that she hates her 4C hair, that mm -hmm. she'd rather be bald than have her 4C hair, that uh, she was in that forum chat, somebody recorded her when they were ragging on some black guy in there who was trying to yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. I I think, me personally, I don't know if the whole cancel culture is going to work because it's people that are still on Twitter that are trying to defend her. Like I said, bro, it's a weird time we live in, bro, because every other comment I see about Doja Cat 
is some weird ass motherfucker posting something about some goddamn K-pop. Let me say this, Uncle Luke. How much do you think pretty girl privilege factors into what happens to Doja Cat post this and how she gets through this? Because all she did was put up a post. Uh, you know what they typically do? They go on their notes. They type some little bullshit up. Hey, I'm sorry. I love black people. I love my dad. <laughs> love my family. Love my mom. I love me. I, 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 I grew up around me, me, me. Okay, so what do you see? Like, how much do you think one pretty girl privilege? Because I'm not gonna lie, Doja Cat is cute, thick body, you know, and everything like that. I was saying, she that factors. And what do you think should be a good consequence as as a sus at not? A society, but as people that listen to her music that think she did something wrong, what do you think is a good reaction? Or do you think people should really not react at all and just treat them like they do Gucci? Hey, yeah, well, we still like your content and move past it. Me, honestly, I don't even know if you can say pretty girl privilege, but I see what you're saying with that because honestly, she just has a fat ass. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, her fucking nose is weird. She already got her nose. She got done. crazy forehead. Her, yeah. her wig game is crazy. We're not ragging on her because, but this is understandable. I mean, her wig like- game is crazy. <laughs> That frontal is crazy. Yeah, so I mean, let's just throw that out there. But I mean, I see what you're saying with the pretty girl shit. Anyway, I feel it is somewhat of a sympathizing manner for more so of a woman that's going to cry and say, no, this is not how I feel. This is blah, blah, blah. I was raised around my father's side, black people. Like you just said. Yeah, some of that comes into aspect of it. But you have to also, like you said, as an adult, you're seeing her say this. There's... Proof of her having a conversation with racists of them ragging on another black person in the chat. There's video of her saying that she hates her forced to hear that she'd rather be bald. I don't know how you can even defend something like that to where you can say, you know, yeah, she, she, she's all right. You know, I don't know how you do that. Labels, of course, if there's still money to be made. I mean, for, for God fuck's sakes. I mean, what am I talking about, truly? Bad Baby is still fucking signed to her label or whatever. All that shit goes out the door with the music industry. But to me, I think, you know, she she should really look in the mirror and, you know, take back and all the fame. Learn to love herself. You've been listening to the Southern Knowledge Podcast. This has been a very great episode to me personally, Uncle Luke, because I really feel like we've been able to speak about the injustice that's been going on in this society. Please, we will be more active. We will be promoting this. Uh, it won't just be posted. Even though the guys that have been listening to this, Luke, we have been getting people listening to Ireland, Mexico, other countries. There's been a couple of people in America listening too. We thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting us. And we out your damn dirty ass. We out. Yep. We won't, we won't say your full name to incriminate you, but... Blade, Blade, bro. Blade, okay. You're listening to the Southern Knowledge Podcast right now. This is the mandatory episode, a mandatory episode. We had to come in as we are in a state of, we can say panic right now as, as a nation, but I wouldn't just say panic and a state of change. And as everybody knows, you have to destroy before you elevate. And if you're not paying attention, you will know there's been riots going on over the killing of George Floyd. And everybody is coming out and fighting for justice. Uncle Luke, you know, we do have a call. Do you want to give a little bit of your how you're feeling about it before we get into the, the college perspective? You know, it's your boy, Uncle Daddy Luke. And I, I really just don't want to have the spotlight on me because this is the lane that you and Blade have been paving. Y'all have been speaking this for I don't know how long. So we just wanted to go ahead and get Blade's opinion on it. He's been on the show before. Just go ahead and feel, give off a brief description of how you're feeling right now and just everything that's going on in the world. I mean, you know, I'm not happy at all that that uh what happened to george floyd but i am happy to see a lot of people are coming together and uh and really starting to stand up i mean you look and they got cops they're, they're shooting people on their porches with rubber guns and shit telling them to go back inside enforcing enforcing curfew in uh, multiple cities across the nation and uh i just i just think like this may not be the the revolution, but I think an uprising is gonna happen here pretty soon, man. Like, uh, you know, I don't think people are gonna keep watching this shit go on. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you, Blade. I mean, even me personally, I understand. I'm looking at this and. To me personally, this doesn't feel like anything that's happened before. You know, this doesn't feel like Ferguson 2.0. LA riots, 1992. I don't even feel like that because this is happening on a, on a nationwide level. Okay. You know, it started in Minnesota, but then later that day, you know, the next day they were in Atlanta. Just they was in Houston. They were in Dallas. They're all Chicago. 
LA. They're everywhere with this right now. And I think everybody is really just tired up and fed up with this systematic oppression. We're tired of hearing the not all bad cops, the thin blue line. All of that shit is out the window. If you want me to be 100% honest right now, I, I, I have no respect for no police officer, anybody behind that badge. I, I have no respect for you because if you are not actively speaking out and against these things that are going on, and I mean, even look at what is going on now. We've seen the videos of them beating him up in the car, taking him with his knee on his neck, fighting him, taking him while he is not resisting arrest whatsoever, and the other cops are just looking over this, and now he's only facing, what, like a third-degree murder or something third, like third that? Something, something he can possibly beat. And we've seen this same thing that happened with Amber Geiger when she killed that innocent man, and they get these weak-ass, you know, you know, the judges charges. They shit. get these weak ass charges that can be fought. They get less time than they suspect they supposed to get, and a lot of motherfuckers just let it go because they're like, "Well, we got justice." That's not justice. That's mercy, and mercy and justice cannot be in the same regard. It's one or the other. So I, I do have to agree with you with that when it comes to that blade. But um, is there anything else with all of this? Maybe with Trump's perspective or how the media is putting a spin on it, how people are looting and everything like that. Do you feel any way or type, you know, any way about that? Do you feel like, hey, we can protest without the looting, or do you think, hey, people are unheard and this is how they chose to express themselves? Well, you see, I mean, I I really don't don't have a problem with the looting. You know, I mean, they, they don't have a problem with all these black people keep on being killed by cops. And and really, um, personally, uh, I think I think more than looting needs to be done. I, I think uh, I think it's time for some necessary evil, so to say. Is there, is there anything else you want to, you know, clarify or throw your opinion out on? A lot of things has been going on. We're really going to put this in a special segment in the show. So is there anything else that, you know, you want to throw out there like, hey, this has been on my mind or this is something I really wanted to speak on before you go? Yeah, man. I mean, it's really crazy to me that, that uh, Trump is, really, is still in office. You know, he, he's uh, tweeting such horrible, radical things and, and pushing both sides against each other and, and, and stirring the pot more and more and more. I mean, this is an allegation. Even if they are just allegations, the, the, the shit that that uh, anonymous said he was involved in with child sex trafficking. I mean, if Obama was even accused of anything like that, he wouldn't even have the chance to fight for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you on that one. Well, thank you, Blade, for your opinion. We always value that here. You're always welcome to come on this show and express your opinion, and you are appreciated, man. All right, thanks, man. Thanks. I, I wanna. Uh... All right, bro. I just, I, I just wanted to hear 